0: Welcome to the Superman Confidential Podcast, the podcast all about Clark Kent, Lois Lane, Superman. I'm Tom, your host, and here to finally talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League, the long-in-development version of the the 2017 movie. Well, I, that's an oversimplification. If you don't know what Zack Snyder's Justice League is, you're probably not listening to this, so I don't think I need to get into it. But I want to give my overall thoughts on the film and specifically get into the Superman portions of it, like I like to do here. Um, So stepping back, you know, it's a lot to process, this four-hour version of the movie. Man of Steel and Batman v Superman were a lot to process for Superman fans, and I think Zack Snyder's Justice League will be less so, partially because there's less Superman in it. Uh, It's more of a team-up, obviously it's a team-up movie, and Superman is a smaller or supporting character in this movie. So it is a lot to process, but I will say I come along... Come away very positive overall on this. I've got some complaints, some things I would have liked to be differently, but the movie itself, I quite like. The, focusing on the Justice League overall, I came away pretty impressed. I mean, this is if I, if I was watching this in twenty seventeen when I was more interested in the rest of the DC universe outside of Superman, I probably been would have enjoyed this even much more. Um, but besides that, I am pretty pretty much enjoyed the way this come out. I mean, it, it is a Zack Snyder movie for good and for bad. And it does have that. It is R-rated. It does have maybe more violence and more language. It's like three F-bombs are in here. Stuff that wasn't necessary, didn't need it. And for me, made me... I don't know that it made me enjoy it less, but I don't think it added anything to the story. And you could easily have removed that and made it more accessible to a thing. But it is the most accessible to mass audiences, despite being four hours and all that. I think it has more heroics, heart, and humor than the previous Snyder DC movies. Well, I should say Man of Steel did was filled with heart, especially the first half of it. But other than that, Batman v Superman wasn't trying to be a heroic movie. It was, you know, part political drama, part big conflict. It wasn't a straight-up superhero movie uh, for good and for bad. And there's a lot to be discussed about that. And Snyder's overall larger plan but for today I'll focus on Justice League but I think those those qualities the the heroism the heart and all of that if that had been included maybe more in parts of Man of Steel and Batman v Superman maybe this universe would be viewed a lot differently and maybe it would still be going and maybe we'd be looking at looking forward to Zack Snyder's Justice League 3 next year or something like that instead of uh, the universe being in the state that it is now particular, Superman. So, overall, I came away pretty impressed. The The Justice League, it's very much a Justice League origin movie. So, if you think of something like Grant Morrison's JLA in the 90s, which is one of my favorite runs on the Justice League and the way they approach it, where they're kind of almost like rock stars here to save everything and, and they do their job and then they move on. They're the heroes of the heroes, heroes of the world. And... Occasionally they run into a bigger baddie that they they struggle with, obviously. Um, this is not that team, but it's a team that could get there. You could see it going that way. So, it's definitely a team I would have liked to have seen more of going forward. Now, I will say the nods to sequels, the, the sequels, what we've heard about for Justice League 2 and 3, and the hints to them in this movie are probably my very mixed on. Some things I really didn't like about that, uh, which I'll get into when I go a little deeper, but... Other than that, you know, that aside, this is the cast, and the characters are something I would have liked to have seen more of. And, you know, it's not to get into the whole where WB is right now with the movies and their universe and everything like that, but I think moving on from this Justice League was a mistake one way or another, even if Zack Snyder or was to be removed from it. Um, besides that, the Superman stuff I came away very much liking for the most part. Again, we got some... The Superman stuff in this movie, I was very pleased with. Minors, a couple little complaints here and there. Again, it's a hint to future movies that I liked less, and knowing some of Snyder's plans for Justice League 2 and 3, the old plans, the newer plans that have that have come out in recent months and all of that, all the details, I'm a little mixed on. But, uh, other than that, I would have just liked to have seen more Superman. Um, obviously, he's dead for most of it, so you can only have so much, but I do wish we had gotten to see more somehow, especially knowing this is possibly the last time we see Henry Cavill in the role, the last new footage we see of him, the last time we see Amy Adams, Diane Lane, Jesse Eisenberg, all of them. We don't know if or when we'll ever see them again, especially in a meaningful role. So um, that is a lot to get into. There are things about this movie that I like more because it is part one of a three-part Justice League movie, Justice League saga that was planned, and there are things I like less about it because it is part one of of three. But again, we'll get into that there. Uh, in terms of the specifics, I'll loosely go in order here. I don't need to break everything down. I did break everything down, Superman-related stuff, um, but I'll get into it here. You know, it opens with the the prologue that has the death of Superman, which is a neat way to do it. You know, see Lois watching. There's Lex Luther. Chatting from the with Steppenwolf about the three other mother boxes from the end of BVS. sort of repurposed, reused footage or re different angles or whatever they did there. Uh, an interesting thing to start with: the death, awakening the mother boxes. You do wonder why they didn't awake before Kal was on Earth. Um, how that all all that worked, but that's kind of a neat thing. Like that the mother boxes know there's no reason for. Steppenwolf dark side to invade because Superman's here. So that gives away his his importance, his power being important, and how that all fits in here. In terms of Lex Luthor, I assumed we were going to see more of it, but we just see the quick bit there, and then the bit at the end, which sets up Batman's movie, so it doesn't really have anything to do with Superman, Lex Luthor's appearance here. So I assumed we were going to see more of Jesse Eisenberg, but we did not. And I guess it was just... Meant to be a reminder for future Justice League movies. Oh, hey, here's Lex Luthor Hill, have a bigger role later. So I was a little bit disappointed we didn't see more of Lex. Like, other than that, in the, the prologue, there was Anakbamo as Philippus. She played Jane Azana in Krypton. So it was just cool to see her, uh, even though she filmed this before she was even in Krypton. Uh, it's cool to see her there in an action role. And I really liked her in Krypton, so uh, it's cool to see. In terms of part one, Don't Count on It Batman, there's just a few references here and there uh I'll, I'll get those out of the way bruce mentions superman to arthur he thought we were stronger together i don't know that we saw that uh from superman and batman v superman out or how batman saw that from superman but maybe that's just his way of recruiting along those lines some of those other references obscure references uh barry it turns out as a superman fan the flash is uh, He did mention, I'm really, really missing Superman right now, which came almost two hours into the movie. And I agreed with Barry very much there. Uh, It would have been nice to have seen Superman before that. I know they couldn't, but I was really missing Superman because there was a long stretch in the middle that didn't. He also mentions how he was my hero when they're digging up his grave later. So those are some of the few times the main Justice League characters kind of mixed in Superman throughout the movie. Uh, not a ton, but they, they did remind, oh yeah, Superman exists. I think he kind of gets lost in there the first couple hours before he appears, and it is a long wait. Um, we do see Lois and Martha mixed in here, so Martha visiting Clark's grave early on in the movie. She's moving out of the Kent farm for whatever reason. They, they're in a, a tough spot. We do get a Dusty the dog cameo. I think he was the, the same dog from Man of Steel is included here, so that was a nice touch. And probably one of the more emotional scenes came early, Lois's first scene buying coffee or her first full scene visiting the Superman memorial spot with Distant Sky from Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds playing Uh, slow motion. Lois's stuff I really liked for the most part. Uh, It's the stuff that if this had been cut down for theatrical to a two and a half or three hour movie, some of it might have gotten cut. But I think I'm, I'm glad that this was four hours, even though that. Obviously, wouldn't have worked theatrically, but I think it works really good, and you get to see some of that time in there. Lois doesn't have a lot to do, unfortunately, for most of the movie, but we do see her mourning and all of that. And The song choice was really good, and her bringing coffee to Jerry in the rain, she's wearing her engagement ring, was awesome. Uh, Jerry, of course, being played by Mark McClure. So I don't know if that was, I think that was a Jeff Johns idea to include Mark McClure, what Mark McClure once said, but either way, it doesn't matter, especially a lot of Superman fans kind of mixed on what happened to Jimmy Olsen and Batman v. Superman to see the original theatrical Jimmy Olsen obviously playing a different character uh, was a really cool touch, and I really enjoyed that. And just hearing Mark McClure say Miss Lane in a Justice League movie interacting, specifically Jimmy, obviously not playing Jimmy, interacting with Lois, I thought was really cool. Him saying, you don't miss a day, do you? And Lois saying she likes it here. Really emotional. You feel how the loss of Superman is affecting Lois. I thought that was really good. We also see the Superman symbol around the world. That leads into the Wonder Woman action scene. Um, You know, some of the other Lois stuff, she's looking through the Mentos, including Superman's cape. She's just kind of looking there later. Um, And those are her major things for the most part until we get into Part 4, where it starts leading into the return of Superman before the before Superman appears. And it's about 2 hours and 15 minutes into the movie when the team realizes they can use the Mother Box to revive Kal-El. And I think Cyborg puts up that hologram there, which is really cool. You hear the score there, and I thought that was a cool scene. Uh, just a really well-done scene. And the Man of Steel score mixed in, I thought was really cool. One of the... Then we get into a frustrating moment, Martha and Lois talking at the apartment. This is a beautiful scene until the end. I thought it was great seeing Martha and Lois inter- talk about Clark. They're the really the only two who know Clark and Superman and everything about him and can share. And so they're talking about their, how they're grieving, how how much they love him, how much they miss him, all of that. It's a beautiful scene between the two that I really liked. And then of course it's undercut by Martha into Martian Manhunter. Uh, And now it's cool to see Martian Manhunter in a Justice League movie, but not here. Not here. I really disliked the way they did that. That was my least favorite part. That might have been my favorite scene, but I knew the change was coming. Uh, And to see it, that was really undercut, the emotion behind it. And also, it kind of stinks. So if you think about it, that means Lois never reached out to Martha. Martha never reached out to Lois until Clark returned later in the movie. They never really got to talk, communicate, have that thing. And just in-universe, it doesn't make sense. So Martian Manhunter, what invaded Martha's mind to get that information, assuming that's all correct, which we think it is, uh, that's really disappointing. Um, this is not an adaptation of the death and return of Superman. You know, BBS and the Justice League, they take very few parts from it. You know, Superman dies fighting Doomsday. He comes back. Those are the, the main things. But this was... I wish we at least had this as Superman fans. Uh, The death and return of Superman is one of my favorite Superman stories, maybe my favorite, depending on the day you ask me. And the whole heart of that is how people react to Superman being gone, what he meant to the people closest to him and what he meant to the greater world. And you don't get, Almost any of that. And this would have been the one scene that really directly addressed that. They loosely address him being missed to the world. But this is the one scene where the two most important people in his life are discussing what his loss means. And it is just wiped out. And that's a bummer. And also, Lois is going to be concerned about Martha's health and memory. When she brings up how she got the... When they talk anytime later and she references when Martha visited Lois's apartment... And Martha says, "What are you talking about? I never visited your apartment." That kind of undercuts a lot. Uh, I get, I get going for Martian Manhunter saying the world needs Lois back, and that's neat from that angle. I mean, Lois is important; the world needs her. I agree with that. But you could have done that with Martha. I mean, you you absolutely could have had that scene, it's had the most beautiful, emotional scene stay in. So I am really disappointed about that. Uh, the way Martian Manhunter was included. I like Swanwick. From the previous movies, yeah, it's a bit of a retcon to say he's Martian Man or no. But whatever, I don't care. I just wish it didn't come at the expense of a really great scene between these two women. So the team team pretty strongly decides to bring Superman back. Bruce is very much in favor of it, saying there's six, not five. There's no us without him, all of that. Arthur's the only one who's kind of on the fence about it, but uh, he's clearly outvoted there, so he doesn't cause a big trouble, really. Uh, And we get into Part 5, All the King's Horses. From here on out is where most of the Superman stuff obviously takes place in Henry Cavill's screen time. There's a, the neat scene that was partially in the trailer. Bruce and Alfred, uh, if you bring, can't bring down the re- charging bowl, them don't wave the red cape at it. And Bruce saying, you do when it's this red cape, this red cape charges back. Cool scene. Probably would have been cooler if he was actually had a red cape in this movie. But I think the coolness of it still stands. Uh, neat when they're taking Clark's body through the ship and it recognizes kal presence. and and tries to give him his suits and all that Lois uh, wakes up to the empty bed, sees the photo with Clark and grabs her press pass that is located above uh, an obviously placed pregnancy test and brings coffee to Jerry one last time. So it's, she's finally going back to work Lois is. And I think that's fair. You know, I think Snyder has said it was about a month. Superman was dead for about a month. I think that's fair for Lois not to work that there that long. Um, You could make an argument for she should, she would, Lois Lane would bury herself in work. Or Lois Lane would take a little time off. I think a month is fair. Especially, you know, she lost the love of her life. She also worked with him. So, the way she travels to the planet is probably how she went with Clark every morning. And seeing his desk empty and all that, that's got to be pretty tough. So, I don't have a huge problem with that. I am glad that she decided to go back to work before... Superman returned. I think that was a nice... um, And yeah, the pregnancy test was not very subtly placed. Uh, Clark gets dropped in the Kryptonian goo. He's got the photo of Jonathan Kent that Martha left with him at the end of BVS, left in his coffin. Uh, And then we see the Nightmare Superman part one. So I will talk about both nightmare scenes here. My least favorite part of the movie was the setup for... The sequels because I just don't like where it's going. I don't like the evil. I don't like seeing Lois die. I don't like seeing the evil Superman take over the world uh, at Darkseid's push. Um, I, I understand the Anti-Life Equation is powerful and all of that. Uh, this is my least favorite stuff easily. Uh, if you take that out, I enjoy this movie way more. And you know that's my problem with looking forward to if Snyder did finish this trilogy. Justice League Two sounds like a really rough time because Superman's evil for it. Now, Justice League Three sounds really cool, where he comes back and is the hero. But, I mean, do I want to see part of a movie, all of a movie, evil, and basically going around killing the Justice League? And uh, no, that sounds horrible uh, for what I want to see. Yeah. So we see we see the death of we see Lois dead there. Uh, it also felt a little icky knowing Cavill didn't come back to do reshoots, and also the Diane Lane scene with Lois. Uh, she clearly wasn't acting as Manhunter. She was clearly acting as Martha, having a conversation with her almost daughter-in-law. And And so that kind of feels icky that it switched to Martian Manhunter. It feels icky that some Cavill footage seemed to clearly be repurposed for the Nightmare scene since he didn't film those scenes. Those were added in post-production in 2020. Here, Superman kneeling is the end of Man of Steel, And it looks like he just maybe flipped the image to make it look a little different. And then Superman landing later in the second nightmare right at the end of the movie was clearly his landing from Batman v. Superman, the nightmare scene there. And it just felt weird to see, you know, Cavill's last footage maybe of Superman being reused and kind of twisted in a way to show an evil man. Like Snyder wanted to see, wanted to make sure people saw Lois dead and Superman evil. And, and that was his bait for it. Uh, it's frustrating. Um, just, again, I, that's not a storyline I'm interested in. So seeing that as the bait, I get why Snyder wanted to try to energize people for a possible sequel, but I wish it was in some other way with something else. And then we get zombie Superman fighting the league, a pretty cool action scene for the most, most part it does get a little dark there with the, the military showing up and, Superman almost laser visioning some people, heat visioning some people. He's clearly. I don't think it's clear what's happening to him here, and when he returns, if he's just confused, does he still think he's in the Doomsday fight and these guys working for Doomsday, or is he just just process of being brought back to life? That is, he's not thinking clearly, and then Lois snaps him out of it when she rec- when Clark recognizes her, and and they fly off back to the camp farm. I don't know. I don't think that was really clear there, but it is cool to see. You know, Superman looking at Flash and slow motion and, and all that, the action scene. I don't, again, I don't like evil Superman and seeing him fight heroes isn't really interesting. But if he's going to and seeing him take on the League, uh sometimes it is cool in like a childish way to see Superman uh is really powerful and has no trouble with these people when he really wants to. Even some of the, the greatest other heroes in the universe. Uh Cool, fun in a certain way. And I, I would have been fine if that was it in terms of a, uh, Superman fighting the league, you know, instead of other nods to that. So, going into part six, with Clark bringing Lois to the Kent farm, and he says this is home, and Clark gets some clothes that Martha apparently left and Lois found. I guess she moved out, but wanted to leave some boxed-up stuff for whoever came next. And kind of going back with that zombie Superman, whatever's going there, he says she loved it here, so did I. And I don't think that was clear if he's just realizing... That he loved it, or if he's just coming out of the haze and remembering that he loved it here. I don't think that was entirely clear to me what he meant by him saying he also loved it. Like, was that just his realization when he's 35, 37 years old that he liked growing up in Smallville, or is he, uh, is that just the final way of him, okay, he's back? I don't know. Uh, we do see the swing from the camp farm for Man of Steel, so later Clark playing with the butterfly some cool little nods to man of steel that I think are cool. Whether you like those movies or not, uh, seeing callbacks in, in that kind of way is a cool thing that I really liked. Like the swing was, was just cool to see the swing is as, as silly as that is. And maybe that again, maybe that would have been cut if it had a gosh, if it was a two hour movie. Yeah. I mean, probably gets cut. You don't have time for that, but I'm glad it's in there. And, uh, we see that I'll take that as a yes, the ring. So I guess they are engaged now. I guess that's officially a thing. And Clark says he has a second chance and he's not going. And that leads to Martha showing up for the first time. First time in the movie. She shows up uh, around three hours in. And get the Clark Lois Martha hug. Uh-huh. He says they want me back for a reason. I need to find out why. This is cool. I think this is... Snyder has said this wouldn't be his fully realized Superman in this movie. And that wouldn't come till Justice League 3, I guess. But this is as close to classic Superman in this movie, as he's, as Cavill's ever been as close to that, he's, he's got a mission. He knows he can help. He's going to do it. You know, nothing's going to stop him. And there's some, there's more to it than that, obviously. And he's had to go through a journey to get there, but he's ready to go. And that's kind of, I think that's what a lot of people, Superman don't have many complaints about it here. Um, but a cool scene, a quick scene, but I, I like seeing it. So we, we do get Bruce talking to Diana about the nightmare from Batman v Superman that he had. And they do say, he says Lois Lane is the key. And Diana says she's just Superman. Every heart has one. So I guess she's implying that every hero, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're the greatest hero in the world, a terrible one, a terrible person. Something can set you off to the anti-life equation. So I don't like that that's Superman, but the universe is at least implying here. There's nothing Superman No hero would not succumb to the anti-life equation, I guess is what they're saying. I don't like it. I don't like that it's Superman. That has to, in the future, succumb to the anti-life equation, but I guess that's a as good of a reason as anything. So if Diana saw Steve Trevor die and Darkseid was there with the anti-life equation, that would probably be bad for, for her. And if Bruce saw... His parents die, I guess, and Darkseid was there with the anti life equation, he would have been, he would have grown up to be very different. So, I guess that is as good of an explanation as you can get, as much as I don't want to see Lois die and Superman turn evil. So, uh, I guess that's what you can get. Like, it would happen no matter what because of the situation. We do get to see Ben Affleck playing a more uh, optimistic Bruce here. He tells him, Alfred, he knows Superman will show up because he has faith. Steppenwolf is going on here. They're going to start the unity, as they like to call it. I think there is a a hesitation from the Mother Boxes to join. Steppenwolf has to tell them again. And I'm guessing that's because they know Superman's back. So they're not. They're trying to avoid the unity. They want to do it. They'd eventually do it. But they know it's not going to work. Because Three hours and six minutes into the movie about, we get Clark going for his costume with a pretty cool voiceover with jor and Jonathan Kent, leading to another flight scene, a quick flight scene, up to get some sun and recharge there. He does choose the black suit. No reason is given at all. Uh, no reason, no reason at all. I kind of, I'm, I'm mixed on it, as I've said before, I would, when Superman returns from the dead, I'd like to see him in the black suit, because that is how it happened in the comics, and that's a cool part of it, cool part of the story. There it has a reason. Here it doesn't have a reason. So this being the first Justice League movie, I think I lean towards wishing he was in the red uh, and seeing him there, especially when we get to the very end. But it happens. I guess we'll deal with it. Sometimes you know, and the black suit does mostly look good in most scenes. But with Snyder's visual style of darker, muted colors uh, and a lot of greys and browns in the background and stuff, I think the red and blue could have really popped and looked cool in certain scenes. But otherwise, it's just kind of, the black suit kind of doesn't pop and kind of stands in the background with the other heroes, especially with the other heroes almost all having dark costumes. And Flash has red, that's a little bit darker, and the rest of them are all pretty, a lot of grays and blacks and darker colors, so a red and blue would have looked cool and had Superman stand out as a, not just a symbol of hope in the universe, but as a visual symbol uh, of bright colors and the bright red and some blues that would have been nice, but oh well. Uh, the the dialogue was pretty cool uh, from Jor-El and Jonathan. Just a cool emotional moment. Sounds like some... I don't know if they got Russell Crowe and Kevin Costner to do new voiceover work, because some of that dialogue was not from Man of Steel, had not been given before, so it sounds like they got some new stuff there. So Superman visits Alfred, which is a cool, fun scene, seeing him visit Alfred. But Alfred is the only person he really interacts with as Superman until he returns to fight the league, save Superman says not impressed or save cyborg says not impressed to Steppenwolf, freeze breast, smash the axe, then just stomps Steppenwolf has no real trouble at all. He actually kicks him, uh, which was kind of cool. And, and you, know, you don't see Superman kicking often. It's like he has, he's so annoyed with this guy. He's just going to kick him. He doesn't even want to waste the energy of raising a fist. So that was pretty cool. He doesn't have much trouble there. But that is the only dialogue he was as Superman in the movie. Briefly to Alfred, and then two words to Steppenwolf. He doesn't interact with any of the League at all. Uh, So that's where I'm kind of saying this is... I wish there was more to it. And if the next movie was like, okay, this is Justice League origin, the next movie they're going to have more of a classic Justice League adventure where they're taking on whatever, Legion of Doom. They're teaming up to stop someone. And he gets to interact with the league more. That would be cool. But knowing in the next movie he's going to turn evil and try to kill all them, uh, yeah, you know, you'd like to see a little bit more of a build up in some some of those character interaction, interactions, talking with some of these guys before, you know, the turn. But but maybe that's uh, intentional and for for some other reason. But you know, it would been nice to see him interact with Diana or Bruce a little bit more. Introduce himself to the rest of them and have a payoff moment with the Flash being his hero and that kind of stuff. So, was cool seeing side Some of the fourth world stuff in here was a little weird. I'm a huge fan of that uh, in terms of what the Mother Boxes are doing like that. But I will say, most of it was pretty cool seeing Steppenwolf and Darkseid. Uh, I like them for the most part. And Desad and Granny Goodness, brief shot there. side stares at the league, is not happy. Ready the Armada. If the next movie, like, I want to see. I want to see this league take on Darkseid and the rest of them. See that invasion and and see what happens there. Like, there's so much cool stuff there. Darkseid looked pretty good, but I don't I don't think that's happening. So there's a Justice League team shot. Superman helping Batman up with uh, look cool. You know, it was like a subtle subtle way to say uh, they've gotten over their differences from Batman v Superman for now. So that's it for the most part. We do get the epilogue, a father twice over, uh, Clark with Bruce. Bruce bought the uh, Smallville Bank, I guess, so Martha could get her house back. And Bruce congratulates Clark, and Lois is carrying a bassinet or baby carrier of some kind, something like that. So it sounds like there is a baby on the way, which Zack Snyder confirmed for Clark and Lois. It's interesting. uh, If there was a follow-up to this, I don't know that them having a baby would be the first story I would have wanted to follow up, knowing what Snyder's plan was. I, I see how it makes sense, but um, it would paint them into a corner if there was a Man of Steel 2 or anything like that, which, again, seems unlikely, but just nice to note. There's a Clark Kent shirt rip, which was really cool, but he's still not in his red and blue, and I don't know why in the red and blue. If you want to say he was wearing the black suit earlier to get a charge back up after being dead, I would say, well, he seemed pretty powerful when he took on the league. He didn't see uncharged there, but... For whatever reason, he's still wearing the black suit. And We know again Snyder's plans for Justice League Two wanted to have him in the black suit for a bit, but it would have been nice to if this is the last we see of Cavill as Superman. It would have been cool to see him the shirt ripped, the classic red and blue, and it would have been a great spot for to leave it if he were to return. If there was actually a Man of Steel two, I mean, I, I've said lending to Man of Steel or the theatrical Justice League or this Justice League would be great jumping off points for a solo Superman movie. So I wish we do see where they go from there, especially if a justice league came back and he was evil. And that kind of stuff building him up more in a solo Superman movie, seeing him as a hero would have been cooler to me seeing him, seeing more of that, seeing him save the day before destroying the world would have been nice. Uh, the nightmare stuff we already talked about, Lex, not Arkham, all of that stuff. Um, was the ending. So, overall, again, I'm. if you remove the stuff that's added in post-production, I almost have only positive things to say about Superman. I love the, for the most part, I love the quality of the stuff here. It's just the quantity. You could say Superman's a little bit violent with Steppenwolf at the end there, and I would probably agree with that because he doesn't have a lot of trouble. He doesn't need to laser off one of his horns or whatever, but it's a really evil and trying to destroy the world, so I guess arguments could be made both sides there. Uh, but other than that, you know, I, I thought everybody did a good job. The Superman people did a, did a good job, and the rest of the cast, the Justice League again, this is something I would like to see more of from this iteration of the Justice League, but it seems very unlikely. I will say I did a rough screen time thing. This is just by my estimate, uh, how much was Henry Cavill on screen? either as himself or a digital replica of him. And he gets like 13 minutes and 18 seconds of screen time, which is less than five and a half percent of the movie. And a lot of that is him as a corpse or that slow motion dying. Uh, I think he's in the movie for four minutes and 12 seconds as Superman, which is 1.7% of the movie, just to break down stuff here. Um, and I think almost a minute of that is like the slow motion group shot at the end. He's in in the frame. So uh, counting that, that's not a lot of Superman for a Justice League movie. And he first appears alive as the zombie Superman, two hours and 39 minutes into the movie. And he finally joins the fight, three hours and 22 minutes in. And that's right before the end there. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a long wait for Superman, which is understandable. Again, understandable. I do wish the next movie would have been more classic uh, full-on. But that's understandable why he would be, since he was dead for most of them. Um, but knowing he was dead for most of this, going to be evil in the next one. And then finally, in Justice League 3, yeah, it's a lot to process. But also with that time there, I think it's, it's actually a little bit, just to compare to the theatrical, I think if you have the theatrical, counting what's in the movie, the credit scene where he races the flash and the deleted scenes on the the 4K Blu-ray there's actually more time if you have the theatrical Justice League on home video there's actually more Henry Cavill screen time there than there is in the 4-hour Zack Snyder's Justice League not by much you know it's maybe a there's like 14 minutes including the deleted scenes 14 minutes and 20 seconds so another minute if you count all that but uh, that in terms of the theatrical I didn't want to compare and contrast throughout the way. Um, Yeah, it's. I I don't want to hate on the theatrical. I enjoy it for what it is, and there's a lot of good to it for the most part. Uh, It's clear, though, that nothing was cut from Zack Snyder's Justice League other than for time, for quality reasons. It was clearly cut because they, the reception of Batman v Superman and wanting to make it different from Batman v Superman clearly changes directions of of the universe. We can get into that. I I obviously enjoy Zack Snyder's Justice League more for the most part. I mean, the vast majority of it. There is many more weaknesses in the brief theatrical version. Part of that is cutting a four-hour movie down to two hours. Part of it is some questionable additions going too hard for comedy to where it's getting goofy at some points. I will say all the footage of Cavill in the theatrical version is frustrating because it's not that different. Um, The Martha and Lois scene is just reshot in the Daily Planet, I guess, to show she's back to work. And it adds some cheap humor. And the frustrating thing in in the whole about the the Justice League movie is so much is added that it is... Something is added to almost every scene. So visually, it looks different because you can tell what's reshoots, what's not. And it really makes it a poor experience. And there's also, you know, lots of cheap humor that I don't like. Cavill is great. In the theatrical stuff like the stuff he gets the lines he gets delivered he delivers as well it's just unfortunate that he has a cgi face above his above his mouth there that throws things off but he delivers everything great um some of the other characters don't come off as well in the theatrical justice league because they're not didn't deliver the stuff as well uh, ben affleck's i don't not i'm thinking ezra miller giving some He's fun in both versions, um, but he gets some really goofy stuff in the theatrical. You know, should we bow or show our bellies? That, that kind of thing. Some ADR thrown in, that is really off. So I'm not I'm not here to defend the theatrical or Joss Whedon in any way. Um, I will say it's kind of more of a, the theatrical is more of a Superman movie, or at least more of a Superman movie per minute. If you look at it, the two hour movie, it doesn't, loo- it has Superman included throughout. A little more frequently more references to him uh, the opening montage world without a superman the opening scene with the podcasters which is the children which i think is a really good scene it's just visually not great and maybe the dialogue could have used another past if there was more time but i like the idea of that scene showing superman like that and opening with that and then seeing what's lost i think you know there's more of a focus on the world as a whole struggling with the loss of superman in the theatrical version um and i do like a lot of the approach to the theatrical version Uh, can definitely question some of the execution, but I do like a lot of the approach. Whereas I think Zack Snyder's just is much better executed. Obviously, Um, you know, it's a a complete movie that (laughs) it was made in a certain way. And I think it's really good, but I don't think Superman is as important as it in it as he necessarily was in the theatrical. And he also in the theatrical does get to interact with some of the other characters, and all of that thing. So I don't, I don't want to get into it a bunch, compare and contrast there. I don't think it's it's worth doing, but at least not worth doing today. But uh, I did want to mention it. So I think that's it. Uh, I'm very pleased overall with Zack Snyder's Justice League. In terms of you know the Restore the Snyderverse movement, what do I think there? That wouldn't be my first preference. Um, I mean, we all remember the response to 2013 and 2016 uh, and how negative they were. And this is very different. You know, this is much more positive. The response to Zack Snyder's justice league, but would he be able to do that again? And, and would it bring back people who left after man of steel and or Batman v. Superman? Would it bring those people back to a justice league tour justice league Three for a $250, $300 million movie? I don't know. I, I don't know that that's the best way to approach it, but the DC fan base is so divided. It's tough to say what is, there's so many fractions, factions, I should say. There's so many factions that it's tough to say what would be best for the not I don't don't think, I think it's pretty clear that this cast, for the most part, is pretty great. I think why so many people are so motivated to restore the Snyderverse is because when Snyder left, not only did his plans move, and there's certainly fans from them, but me, uh, you know, taking away the personal Snyder stuff for Snyder had to deal with. But just looking at the universe, the problem with Snyder departing was now we were losing Ben Affleck because he wanted to go as Batman. It appears you're completely losing Henry Cavill as Superman, even though he wanted to return, unlike Affleck. You're losing the Justice League. You're losing Superman and Batman being core parts of those uni- of that universe. So you're also losing Cyborg if if things never get worked out with Ray Fisher. So it's like they completely turned this direction. This was the core of a DC universe you would think would be Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, the Justice League. And outside of Wonder Woman, that stuff is completely gone and there's no no plans, no clear co- coherent plans to replace that. I think that's a, a large part of the frustration outside of just the people who love Snyder's work. So I, I understand where a lot of that is coming from, whereas if a Justice League... 2 had come out. I get the financial risk of that. Uh, Just League 2 with a filmmaker who has done more crowd-pleasing work. Um, who knows where the universe would be now if that, that film was ready to go this year or next. Uh, it's tough to say, but so again, this my first preference would be getting someone who loves Superman to plot out a, a long-term plan for the character and film outside of this universe probably because I think this universe is really such a mess that it's tough to say what's going on there, but someone who loves Superman loves Clark Kent and Lois Lane wants to plan those things, plan a, a multi-part series would be my first thing. I think the second best choice would be maybe, you know, plan B if you will, would be to continue this, try to make another Cavill Superman movie, try to make more Justice League go that way would probably be my second choice without Snyder um, just because he hasn't made those crowd-pleasing movies and, and, Outside of that, I would probably be, even though as opposed I am to Justice League, the idea for Justice League 2, I would probably, that would probably be my plan C. Seeing Justice League 2, and then I'd be really excited for Justice League 3, where Superman's leading the fight against Darkseid. That sounds really cool. But that sounds bad, that this would be my option C, but I think there, I would need a new alphabet to describe whatever letter I'm currently thinking of DC's movie plans, because it's not A through Z. Cancellation of the New Gods movie was kind of the last straw for me in terms of looking forward to DC movies. That was the only one that I would definitely, was definitely going to see. We'll see about the rest. We don't know. You know, there's a reboot going on that may or may not have Clark Kent in it, so we'll wait and see. Uh, So I may or may not. The rest of the movies, the universe moving away from Superman, has taken away my interest in any other movies on DC. There are none that I currently plan to see unless. Clark Kent shows up in them. So, yeah, it's it's a frustrating thing. We'll look at the future Justice League 2 and 3, maybe down the line. Uh, and I know there's a lot of other Superman news to get in there, but I want to give my high-level thoughts on Zack Snyder's Justice League. So that's all I've got for today. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back soon.